Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome to Thanks for the Knowledge. It's Fanbyte's weekly news show rounding up headlines and games and entertainment in one handy podcast. I'm your host, head of Fanbyte Media, John Warren. We are in the thick of hot game summer 2022. It is the summer celebration of all things video games. There are a million announcements. There are many things to talk about. We have a lot to get to. I'm going to round up a lot of our headlines in a bit. But first, I want to get to a roundtable discussion between me, Paul Tamayo, and Diego Arguello about some of the biggest announcements we saw from this week's shows. We are in the very thick of Hot Game Summer 2022, and this week we had a couple of really big showcases. One was Jeff's big show, Summer Game Fest 2022. The other was Day of the Devs. Both had some surprises and some cool stuff announced, and to unpack a lot of it, I wanted to talk to two of my favorite people here at Fanbyte.com. One is featured contributor Diego Arguello. Hi. Hi. Hello. Thank you for having me. Oh, of course. And the other is the producer of this very podcast. It's Paul Tamayo. Hello. How's it going? Pretty good. Um, I want to start with Jeff's show. Um, and I was going to write a piece about this, but then I felt like for, for whatever reason in writing, it felt mean, but in podcast, it doesn't. Can we talk about <sighs> the vibes of that show for uh, like a couple minutes? Sure. Um, first of all, uh, Jeff, uh, Jeff's fit. What did we think about the, uh, the jacket, uh, over the t-shirt? What did we think about the shoes? What did we think? Oof. Um, I, I'm going to try to be nice here. Yeah. 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 Um, out of professional courtesy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Professional courtesy. Um, yeah. I mean, I think in general, I, I would love to see developers just not do that more often. I think that like, that's the sort of like staple. I mean, not that, Jeff is a developer on their presenting right, right, stuff, right. his games or whatever. But um, yeah, just in general, that that fit needs to be retired. I would love to see either you go all the way, like, like full know, suit. suited and booted. Yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Or or just go casual. You know what I mean? But like the half stepping for me doesn't work. And and yeah. And speaking of stepping, I've just <laughs> never really been a fan of uh, Jeff's shoe selection. Uh, that's putting it lightly. Um, I will I will say. Uh, Points for trying, I guess. I don't know. For Diego, what do you think? <laughs> I mean, I'm not... You're probably the best person to talk about this stuff uh, because I know shit about fashion, basically. <laughs> uh, I only wear, like, black shirts. Um, I'm working on it, though. But <laughs> I, I like yeah. that. I respect a good uniform, though. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah, I think I'm glad that I just didn't see, like, blue jeans right off the bat. Right. Uh, yeah, but yeah. that's, like, the bare minimum, I would say. Yeah. 
Yeah, I I don't I think that the the blazer over the t-shirt thing is so it, it's it's so far beyond parody at this point. It's kind of amazing that people still do it. Um <laughs> right, yeah. But uh yeah, I don't know. And also I just thought it was so strange that everybody that Jeff asked to come on the stage was just like this is the most amazing production. I've ever seen. Congratulations <laughs> on an amazing career, Jeff Keeley. Yeah. We love you and respect everything you've done for this business. Thank you so much, Jeff Keeley. And he was just like, ah, it's not about me. Ah, shucks. Just every single time. It was a really weird yeah. vibe. It was an odd vibe. Also, yeah. Also, I lied at the beginning. I said there were some cool announcements. There were no fucking cool announcements at these shows. It was at, at, at Jeff's thing. Day of the Devs, I think, was amazing. But oh, yeah. I still want to talk about some of the stuff at Jeff's show. Um, Guile has a beard now. Mm, goatee. Goatee. Mm. Um, challenging. Challenging. Because it's um, it's weird. I don't I don't like it. Um yeah, I I was disturbed by it. It kind of um, Mike did a good <laughs> Mike Williams, uh, friend of the site, uh, actually a worker at the site. But we that's just what we say around here. Um, uh, do uh, basically do it, did a Photoshop of of Guile's uh, hair, but as his beard. So it's like flat and big. Um, and I thought that would have been a way better choice for Guile. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, what are, yeah, God, that that look just I I don't know I, I feel like I would have seen Guile at the at the the ride on January sixth <laughs> like that that's the kind of vibe. <laughs> yeah, I was surprised that Guile showed up at the at the Game Awards at the the uh, Summer Game Fest because I thought he'd be at the uh, the hearings. At the hearing, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I thought that was odd. Well, okay, so we we did see some trailers. Um, mostly stuff that we already knew about already from Summer Game Fest. Diego, I'll start with you. Kind of what stood out to you as something you uh, were excited about from uh, Jeff's showcase? Yeah, so there was this uh, indie from Real Fury, which I can't remember. Uh, routine. Yeah, um, Routine. Sure. Yeah. Which was showcased like in a very, very brief trailer, which was a shame uh, because I think Jeff's... Um, like kind of mentioned like, oh yeah, this game has been like uh in development for like a decade. Yeah. Um and a lot of people were excited about it and I I knew like nothing about like even the name of it. Um and I would have liked to see like a spotlight on that moment to like I don't know, talking to the development, even if it was like like a I don't know, pre recorded Zoom card or something. Yeah. Um because we saw spotlights for games like I don't know, like Call of Duty or Gotham Knights, and it's like, yeah, we've seen these like We've this seen variation this. of the same trailer like a thousand <sighs> times already. Um, I mean, they spent twenty fucking minutes on The Last of Us at the end of this thing, and we couldn't know yeah. more about uh, more about routine. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, uh, I don't know. I think it was a shame. Uh, yeah, because there were a couple like interesting indies in there, but they were just like crammed up. I mean, it's like other stuff. Yeah, routine is interesting. It, it's it's been in development for more than a decade. They the team from the UK, uh, Lunar. Uh, Lunar Software, they announced it uh, right ahead of Gamescom 2012. Wow. And wow. They, they had a trailer up for it, and you can go watch it on their YouTube channel. Um, it's like 
kind of bare bones. Like it doesn't really give the vibes that their most recent trailer did that they have four videos on their channel. One is that announcement. One is in an alpha announcement, which was like a year later. And then five years after that, there was a quote release date announcement trailer, which looks very different. And this is called the re reveal. So it's clear. They went back to the drawing board at some point. Um, if you mm. go to their website, it says kind of what it is. It is survival horror. Um, you can upgrade that little gun camera thing that you saw uh, but they say it's like a last resort so it sounds like you're going to be sneaking around a lunar base it's like an 80s based vision of the future is what they're calling it it. Um, and out of all the spacey uh, horror games that I saw at Jeff's show um, I was most interested in that one so I agree with you Diego I thought that was uh, one of the highlights Um, Paul what did you uh, yeah. What did you see that you you liked? Well, I, I do want to also echo Diego said that 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 was my favorite uh, Dead Space game that they showed yesterday. <laughs> out of, uh, out of the, the four they showed, yeah. <laughs> um, the the other one that really stood out for me, which I hadn't heard about, I don't know if this was the first time that they showed it. Maybe they showed it previously, but Witchfire mm. really stood out for me um, for you know reasons that. I can't really put my finger on like mm, okay. I I just love the general like speed and the sort of fr- like frenetic energy of, of what we saw and there's something kind of funny and silly about basically like doom in the middle ages uh-huh. which kind of sounds sick to me and something that my ancestors would be happy to um you know cheer me on as I as I shoot through uh you know many medieval folks let's just say <laughs> um but yeah that that one really looked Really looked cool to me, um, and I, I don't know. I, I thought there were some things from the from the Jeff show that that I thought looked pretty cool that I might check out. Um, that I'll I'll just forget about, and then it'll be like, oh, it's out today, or it's on like Game Pass. I'm like, oh shit, cool. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, that one, that one was definitely a standout for me. Yeah, I I uh, I I thought that looked cool. Was that the was that the trailer with all of the like doom metal music in it? Yeah, okay. it, it looks a lot like Doom. Like yeah, it, it kind of looks like Doom and like I don't know, Vermintide or, sure. or uh, Back for Blood kind of yeah. thing. But yeah, it's it's it, it. You know, I don't know. It looks fun. Yeah, yeah, magic and shooting and yeah, no, no, yeah. It, it that that did look pretty cool. It's funny about that brochure because it was announced, I think, a couple of years ago. In like, yeah, I think it was like an Xbox Xbox uh, showcase, uh, mm. and the premise is like uh, there's people in like the the lead development team. Uh, from the Painkiller and Bulletstorm teams. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But I think also um, it's, it's kind of like developers that work on The Vanishing of Ethan Carter, uh, which was oh, okay. like this, like, walking... I don't want to call it a walking simulator. But it was like a, this walking simulator from a couple of years ago. Yeah. Uh, and then when it was first showcase, I was like, okay, yeah, this is going to be like Painkiller. Uh, uh-huh. And then it kind of went quiet for like a year, and w- there was like this development update, and they were saying like, "Oh yeah, it's more like a looter shooter now." And I was like, "Okay, that's kind of a letdown." Uh, and what we yeah. seen yesterday was kind of like Doom, so I don't know yeah. what's going on with that game. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a trend to see these games that were announced. Uh, Witchfire was actually announced; it was revealed for the first time at the Game Awards in 2017. So also. Jeff's event many years ago at this point. Oh, okay. Um, and yeah, they, they made the vanishing of Ethan Carter, which is like, not at all like this game that we just saw, <laughs> no. um, which I think is cool. And they, um, and, but you're, but you're right, Diego, it definitely 
it has gone through another transformation, just like the routine team seems to have um, gone hmm. through. So, uh, but yeah, I, I thought those were, were definitely interesting. I mean, my, my really, honestly, my biggest takeaway was the fact that neon white and uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Shredder's Revenge are coming out next week. Oh, like that was, yeah. those were yeah. two big announcements for me that made me uh, want to go get a physical calendar and circle June 19th and just get super <laughs> excited about it because uh, Neon White is the uh, the new game from Ben Esposito. He made uh, Donut County. Um, I, again, I love I love it when devs make a game and their next game is so fucking not like uh, the, the yeah. last one they made. Um, Neon White is amazing. If you haven't played the demo uh, on Steam, uh, it's it, it was a really fun time. Uh, first person kind of card like deck building. Very, very fast paced, uh, heavy on the speed running tech. Uh, shooter and I'm really excited for that. Obviously the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle game that is dot emu. They were largely responsible for the streets of rage Four uh, game, which is one of my favorite games of the past couple of years. So same, uh, same. very excited for those. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, see, seeing, seeing those two games in particular definitely made me excited for like, Oh shit, this is, that's like right around the corner. I, yep. I love that kind of excitement. Um, another one that stood out for me, uh, which I was surprised by, to be honest, was the uh, the game from I think the Genshin folks, the Zenless oh, sure. Zone Hero. Yeah, I like Genshin. Kind of just bounced right off. I bounced right off of Genshin rather. Like I for for various reasons. I just like I, I but mostly for like aesthetic and tone and just overall presentation reasons. Right. Like I just couldn't vibe with it. But if you give me like a futuristic urban futuristic take on that kind of formula, I'm like, oh, okay. I, I kind of like tilt my head a little bit like a like a dog interested when well, my, my ears are dangling. Like, oh, I, I think this might be, you know, to quote Fernanda, uh, Paul Catnip. Like I'm, <laughs> this might be this might be for me. But the, but yeah, that uh, outside of that, I, I didn't know that Humankind's uh, DLC was coming for like a Latin American, yeah. DLC, which I was like, yeah. Oh shit. Okay. I might need to check this out, uh, investigate real quick. But, um, I'm curious, I'm curious about that. I, I like, I haven't even, I don't really tend to bother with those kinds of games. They just, again, they're just not my, in my wheelhouse, but I am curious. I, I gotta, I gotta admit, I am, I am pretty curious. Uh, Michael Hyam was cracking me the fuck up on the call. Um, just go, Oh shit, we can, we can download Latinos now. This is amazing. <laughs> um, it was, yeah, it was really funny. Um, yeah, I thought that was interesting. Um, there, there were, like we said, four uh, sci-fi space shooters uh, uh, discussed. Um, one is obviously the Callisto Protocol, but then we saw two others that looked alarmingly similar. Um, I, I that I, I feel bad for all of those games in various ways because uh, they all kind of bleed together for me, um, especially on one presentation. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I like Jeff's show had had a few bangers. I I I admit, but I I felt this one kind of went uh, pretty long, and um, yeah, you know, didn't give us a whole lot of new stuff. Um, I felt like a lot of the new stuff was really in uh, Day of the Devs, which we saw right afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, rounded up a lot of indies. Diego, I'll start with you again. Like, what what stood out for you for for this showcase, and what are you excited about? Uh yeah, I mean, I think the uh, 
Well, if if I can start with something that that, that is in game. Uh, oh sure. W- w- one of the one of the developers, I think it's. Uh, wait, let me search for the name because I wanted. Um, Greg Rice, uh, who is the head of PlayStation creators. Oh yeah. Uh, was was wearing this amazing amazing shirt, uh, and I became obsessed by it. Uh, and I kind of missed like half of the games because I was trying to like track down the shirt with him on Twitter. Um, and he was like, oh yeah, I found it on New Orleans, but I don't remember the store. Uh, and I was like, oh, okay. Um, and then like 20 minutes later, he's like, oh yeah, no, wait, wait, wait. This is a store, like get in touch with them and see if they can make one for you. Uh, so that was like my experience. That's a highlight. Mostly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's a highlight. Yeah, but a uh, I'll say... Uh, Bear and, Freak, uh, Bear and Breakfast look super, super cute. Oh, my gosh. Uh, yes. yeah. And also um, Scheme, I think it's called, I think it's pronounced Scheme, uh, which yeah. is like that shadow oh. uh, game. Super nice. I mean, I think we've all been seeing like gifs on Twitter about the game for quite a while. Yeah. Uh, because it usually goes kind of viral, at least on like our, our own cycles, uh, because it looks amazing uh oh, yeah. but yeah i think the the overall presentation was uh i know it got me excited after two hours of being a bit <laughs> let down pretty let down I'll yeah say. same uh cool. same but uh, yeah the scheme looks really cool um if you haven't seen it you basically play this little frog looking shadow creature that jumps into shadows like water um and looks like an amazing puzzle platformer and uh yeah, I don't know. That that looks amazing. Bear and Breakfast looks great. Imran insists it should be called Bear B&B, which I, yeah. I <laughs> totally agree with. Missed opportunity. Missed opportunity there. But it, that just looks so cute and so delightful. You're basically a, a cute bear running a bed and breakfast and dealing with stuff around town. Um, yeah, those two definitely stood out for me. Uh, how did you feel about those, Paul? Uh, yeah, I, I completely agree. I, I scheme uh, at least wrote a really cool piece about it on the site. And yeah, like how it reminded her of you know just being a kid, and it, same with me. It kind of rem- it, re- it reminded me of another uh, 2D platformer that came out. Uh, I think it was last year or a couple years ago. I forget what it was, but you're kind of like you know running across street signs and and different things on, on the walls. It's it's like that kind of stuff really taps into that kind of childhood. Uh, imagination where you're in the backseat of a car, just imagining someone, you know, parkouring alongside you or whatever. Um, and yeah, I think um, two, two other standouts for me uh, right off the bat were Animal Well. I, I think like for that was like the pixel art one that had some really interesting effects being applied to them, like in the lighting and physics side of things. Yeah. Um, I, know, I know in general, we're kind of all pretty tired of that aesthetic, but that one seems to be doing some pretty interesting things like yeah. with the Metroidvania um, template that, yeah, I don't know. I, I think that I, I could see out. myself playing that. I, yeah, I like the, it, I like the, and they also use like lighting in a really interesting yeah. way, um, yeah. which you, which yeah, you yeah. don't typically see with, um, it looks like a lot of 3d rendered lighting effects mm-hmm. in this kind of pixel environment, which is really cool. The devs also yeah. say that puzzles in this game could take people literally years to figure out, which is, right. um, you know, your mileage may vary about how excited you are about something like that, but I think it's pretty cool. So I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll probably ignore it and then, uh-huh. and then read about it on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, shit, I'm like, cool. oh, well, and someone then, solved that. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then forget about it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would love to play that game in the dark on my 
big old 4K TV. Hell yeah. You know, with my Philips Hue lights set to, to zooted. And then, <laughs> speaking of which, um, the other game, I think it's called Naya. Yeah, Naya. N A I A D. Yeah. Um, that top down swimming game. Very with like cool. The really gorgeous color palette. Yep. That, again, that's another Paul Catnip zooted time uh i can't wait to check that out see what it see what it has to say because there, there was a moment where the character is kind of swimming through one of the creeks or the streams and a car kind of passes into frame and yeah um you know i i do like those kind of you know smaller more poetic statements that come from developers because I, I don't know i think that's it's it's nice to just experience those every once in a while yeah no for sure um, one game that really stood out, uh, we had heard about a little bit about it, but we saw more of it at the, uh, day of the devs is Choo Choo Charles oh. and Choo Choo <laughs> Charles is an open world horror action game where you are being pursued relentlessly by a, uh, Choo Choo train that looks like a demon spider. Um, you, we learn more about the, 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 the loop of this game from, from the developer. Uh, you are basically on an Island. You find a train after you're basically chased to it for the first time by this horrible entity. There are cultists on the Island that are trying to feed you to the train. There are villagers give, that give you tasks. You are essentially supposed to do side quests and explore and all this other stuff to like build up the, uh, train stats in order to take down this, awful creature once and for all. And it sounds stupid as shit. I know when I say it, <laughs> but I'm, I'm compelled by it. I'm very compelled by it. So we'll see. Is it like that one idea that they give you the picture of the video and you're like, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> how much money do you need? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, it's like, yeah, I, as a concept, I'm like, Sure. Okay. Being pursued by a spider train sounds interesting. And then I, you kind of see it in motion. You're like, oh, wow. All right. Like, I mean, I might be too scared to play this game, but I definitely yeah. want, I definitely want to watch someone play it. That's, oh, for sure. That's definitely kind of where, where I am on this. Um, yeah, but we we saw some good, I mean, a lot of really good games. Uh, a couple of Japanese indies. Uh, there's a game called Fox and Frog Travelers, the Demon of Adashino Island, which is like yeah. very cool. Looks like kind of pre-rendery PS1 backgrounds, which is amazing. I wish that, I, I hope that aesthetic kind of re-catches on uh, because I feel like that's, I feel like a, a pixel renaissance has happened and continues to happen, but we're not seeing that many kind of callbacks to pre-rendered backgrounds backgrounds of ps1 which i wish we would um mm. yeah that game looks cool i i i i was very impressed with day of the devs i saw a lot of stuff that i was excited to play um and and definitely kind of marked on my internal calendar um anything else anything else that people are excited about interested in maybe stuff that we might see coming up uh paul what, what do you think uh, do we want to do we want to chat about Devolver? Oh yeah, I forgot about Devolver. I I kind of missed most of the Devolver stuff, and I caught up on it this morning. What did you see from there that you were psyched about? Because I saw one thing we got to talk about. If you don't, yeah, I think I know what we got to talk about. So I'll, I'll save my excitement right. for that. My all caps excitement for that. But um, yeah, I think Call of the Lamb looks yeah. really, really cool. It, it it um I, I didn't expect that one to to really or I, I didn't expect a game like that to really like tip the balance of like. The my excitement over other games I'd previously seen that day, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, like you said, I, I, there's there's an interesting aesthetic there, like kind of like isometric, I believe, like kind of three D ish space that you can move around and and fight enemies, and 
it, it, it looked kind of interesting. Like seeing all these really interesting art styles. Um, yes. The Plucky Squire was another one. Uh, it's kind of Zelda uh, 2D vibes in a, in a beautiful storybook. And then the character at one point jumps out of the storybook and it becomes 3D. Like, I mean, so that was like a, an incredible transition. When I saw that in the trailer yeah. for Plucky Squire, I was kind of blown away because they, they seem to go yeah. way harder into that than I expected. I thought it was going to be this Same. like moment to moment gimmick, but it seems like a really big part of the game, which is really cool. Yeah. 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 And, and I like, it gives me like paper Mario and it takes two vibes. Yeah. And like, those are two games that I, you know, obviously love to, to stare at, let alone play. So I, um, yeah, it, it makes me like you mentioned too, like the, about the art style thing, the kind of the the renaissance of certain art styles. It's it's interesting seeing all of these really beautifully designed and and you know uh, created crafted games, and and then you know I, I was thinking about was it last week or whatever when when that Sonic gameplay was oh revealed. Oh my god! Like, yeah, <laughs> it, it makes me so sad that like you know that we're like some some games in, in that you know in that space continue to sort of chase the hyper-realistic vibe when I think there's a really missed opportunity to like lean into some really old school or like resurrect really cool, like dreamcast aesthetics or PS1 right. aesthetics or, 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 you know, I think, I think that sort of pendulum is swinging back in this direction where I think the younger folks are, are kind of embracing those aesthetics or even appreciating them a bit. But um, yeah, those two games for me were, were definite standouts. Yeah. Um, I, I thought, I thought Plucky Squire looked incredible. I loved, um, I loved how the character like throws a word into place to finish a sentence yeah. and it, yeah. like, they really lean into the storybook thing. I thought that was, uh, really one of the most compelling trailers I think I've seen in a really long time. Um, and that comes out next year, but do we want to talk about the demon made of glass and pain? <laughs> um, yes, because, give it to me because a game called Skate Story, which I think is a bit of a disappointing title for really what this what this <laughs> looks like. Um, but it looks like fucking Skate 3, but through a lens of God, I don't even know how it's, I would describe it's, it. It's A24 Skate 3. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think a twenty four skate three is pretty good. Yeah, like <laughs> you are basically this hyper reflective skating demon. You're made out of this like reflective glass. You are skating through the underworld. It looks so fucking cool. I I yeah. I have nothing else to add. I just thought this looked oh, amazing. Um, I don't know, Diego, Paul. I know y'all are probably both pretty excited about this. I think we we've been seeing uh, this game for quite quite a bit of time. Uh, mostly, again on on Twitter, like the developer sharing like just like short snippets about it. Uh, and I think I recall like a tweet like last year or something, something, something around that time uh, where it was like, "Yeah, we have like some some more news soon." Uh, and as soon as I saw it on the world, I was like, "Ah, they, they got the deal." Um, but yeah, I mean, it looks. Uh, it looks fantastic, and it also has like this. Um, I mean, like uh, made of glass. Uh, uh, those like uh, red big ball uh, levels uh-huh. on the trailer. It's like uh-huh. that. That kind of like yeah, you have to like escape through the underworld. It's like okay, uh, I don't know how much they're gonna lean on like the the story side of like the skate right. story. Sure. Um, but but I'm intrigued by it. I- 
I, um, I'm definitely intrigued. I, I am kind of worried in the same sense of just like, where does this go? Because like how, how much of this is just being sold to me as an aesthetic and a vibe? Cause it's like, that's, mm-hmm. that's not worthless. Like, I think that's great, but I'm also curious no, yeah, about kind yeah. of, I'm also curious about kind of how in depth things go with it. Yeah. 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 Especially in like the, the, the gameplay side of things, because it's, it's one thing to see like this kind of like concept trailer because it is gameplay, but you don't really know, uh, how you're going to be controlling the, the character, how you're right. going to be doing tricks, if it's going to be complex, if it's going to be like more um, like oriented to like a, a cultural audience. I don't know. But I mean, I'm, I'm sold by this, but I really want to know more about like uh, the minute to minute like moment, I guess. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I am very curious about the story half of the equation here uh, of like, you know what's how it's how things are going to be told i imagine it's going to be very like you know dreamlike very you know mm. on, not on rails but you gotta have to sort of move in a, in a certain direction kind of like i don't know like a res or a, or a cyan or a wild hearts or, oh, or yeah. something like that which are you know two of my favorite games of all time i'm I'm always here for the the sort of really trippy um gorgeous aesthetic uh dreamlike game that even if it doesn't say much i think um just the experience of, of, of playing it or, or is like just, you know, for me is one of the reasons why I, I come to video games. Like I, I, it's one of the reasons why I love playing these kinds of, of, of things and, and experiencing them in this way, because like, you know, there, there's just no other way to, uh, to, to experience that sort of thing. Even just watching the trailer, makes me, uh, you know, so excited to just get the game in my hands and, 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 I, and I've seen this thing for years. Like we've all seen it for yeah. years. Uh, I remember, I remember seeing a demo of it way back when, and then I remember seeing it again at like I think Game Devs of Color one one year. And um, so I, I mean, I've I've been eagerly anticipating this game for what feels like a, a lifetime. So I'm 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 trying to not let the hype get to me too much. Um, just I want to kind of meet it on, on its own terms and and be kind to it in that regard. But <laughs> sure. Yeah, I uh, I'm very very excited for that one. Yeah, but you're also gonna be like rewatching the trailer like fifty times this weekend. Yeah, I guess. like yeah, we are gonna that's be. True. Yeah, it's de- definitely one I've rewatched a lot. Um, that and Plucky Squire, I've rewatched those two trailers like ten times each. Um, we have them all collected over fanbyte.com. If you want to check those out, we have those for the Devolver Showcase for Day of the Devs, and of course for Summer Game Fest 2022. Um, I, I expect some stuff to be announced this week. We have like more stuff on Sunday when this airs Monday. Um, is there anything on your radar that like could get announced that you might be excited about, or are you just kind of being open about it? Diego, start with you. I mean, every passing year I ask for the darkness tree and every passing year I don't get the darkness tree. So I'm ready to be disappointed (laughs) again. Uh, but I was also going to say, I would love to see something about Fable. Uh, okay, yeah. But I also believe in my soul that that project is still too, uh, too early. In the early days. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Paul, what about you? Is there anything on, on your radar that you want to see? Yeah. I mean, I, I've i heard some rumblings of, of Forza things. Mm. Um, mm. So I, I wouldn't, and for, by Forza, I mean Forza Motorsport right. proper, like yeah. the, Mo- the proper main Please, please Paul, Motorsport. I'm sorry. I'm most spoiled. Um, <laughs> get, gotta get, I gotta get you ready gotta get for, ready for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You gotta get ready. Uh, 
but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm curious because like, you know, I've been, I've been playing a lot of motorsport games in, in the past, you know, several months, if not you know, well over a year now doing, especially doing sim racing stuff. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm very curious to see like what they are going to, if they, if it even shows up at all, if we see any sort of rumblings, but I would love to see like some stuff, gameplay modes, you know, what, what they've been up to, because we, I hope they've been up to something. I would yeah. love to, I would love to see a return to that series. And, and especially with, you know, on the heels of Gran Turismo, uh, that just came mm. out a couple months ago, uh, which is in a, such an awkward place at the moment. Um, it would be nice to just maybe even have another option, so e- even with F1 2022 coming out and, and F1 manager, which I cannot wait for, which I'm going to devour when they, when they officially release. Um, yeah, that's, that's one thing I'm really looking forward to or hoping to see. Yeah. Yeah. No, it'd be, it'd be good to see what, uh, what they get up to after we see kind of do, do they react to Gran Turismo seven in any sort of direct way? Like, um, yeah. because I've definitely been enjoying that game and yeah, playing Forza Motorsport again would be cool to see what they, mm-hmm. uh, what they got. Um, I fully expect us to, to have to see something from Starfield, like not just bad, yeah. bad developer, uh, commentary and, um, concept art. Like I feel like we got to see something, some sort of gameplay loop. I know they delayed it already. I know they're basically setting us up for, not having anything concrete, but it would be interesting to see something from this team because um, Mm. I don't know. It's a very, very suddenly it feels like, even though it's not sudden at all, um, it feels like Bethesda needs like an actual hit, like an actual kind of uh, reason to be excited again, because I feel like fallout 76 um, was not only not a great game, but also we heard this week just about a bunch of crunch issues with that development. And, um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it'll, it'll just be interesting to see what, uh, what Bethesda's got up its sleeve this weekend. Um, so, um, yeah. And Diego, I know you've been playing the quarry. I wanted to ask you about that game. Um, how, uh, how is it? I, I know you've been talking about it on Slack, but, um, have you been playing too much of it to actually give an opinion on it or, 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 uh, or could you recommend it? Uh, I mean, I have right now. I mean, if you would have asked me this yesterday, uh, <laughs> yeah. I think my response would have been different, but, uh, I mean, it's interesting. It's the first, uh, super massive games, um, like tied to the play from like this, uh, plethora of like until the dawn, uh, yeah. like the, um, uh, the Dark Side Chronicles and such. Um, they play like back to back. I don't see until doing like long plays and such. Yeah, and it's been interesting. Uh, I like the the base choice games, uh, like narrative games in that sense. Yeah. Um, uh, I think I got too attached to my characters and forgot that this is based in like a slasher horror flick. Uh, <laughs> and people were expected to die, and I didn't want them to. Uh, and I had two like. Very, very, um, in my opinion, cheap deaths. Um, towards the end, where I lost basically like five characters, uh, in like the span of 15 minutes, and I was so mad. Um, but I think it's, I think it's interesting, and I also like the it has like this big influence of like analog horror, uh, where everything feels like you're watching a uh, like a VHS tape. Okay, Um, that's kind of cool. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I like what they're doing with that. Uh, like, for example, if you use a live, you have like this system. Uh, if you beat the game or if you purchase, I think it's the deluxe edition, um, you get like 
quote unquote early access to that feature uh where it's like okay if someone dies you can revive them uh and you have like these three lights to like restart encounters during the game uh and whenever you do that it's like you're like rewinding the tape uh-huh. uh which is that's I don't cool. know, it's cool. Yeah. I, I like what they're doing with that. I dig that. Um it's it's interesting. It has a, it has a cool cast of characters. Um I like the story. Uh even if it's cheesy, I think it's like the good kind of cheesy, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um so yeah, yeah, I, I definitely recommend it. Okay. Uh, I mean embrace for to like lose people on your first playthrough, <laughs> it won't be perfect. Uh, don't make the same mistake that I did. <laughs> Paul, you're saying you're saying you would make it through the quarry with 100 percent of your characters intact. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I'm built different. All right, all right. Oh, I'm playing okay. on my wheel too. Let's get that on tape. <laughs> <laughs> Would love to see it. Um, all right, yeah. I know it's been a long week. I know we've been just like bouncing off the walls from regular game coverage to the stuff that's being announced. So um, I hope y'all we're recording this on a Friday. I hope y'all have a restful weekend for the most part. Um, but, uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll, if keep it, keep it here at fanbyte.com. We're going to be covering all the announcements over the weekend and beyond um, and into the week. Uh, we still have what feels like several weeks of this left um, and more was added. We've got final fantasy seven, uh update coming up this week with uh 10 minutes of announcements on that stuff so uh we'll have oh. we'll have plenty huh. to talk about this time next week so um but yeah but thanks to diego and paul for uh, hanging out i appreciate it yeah, thank you anytime. Hi there. I'm just quickly interrupting to tell you about another show here on the podcast network. It's called 99 Potions. And every single week, me and my RPG pals, Emron Khan, Steven Strom, and Natalie Flores talk about role-playing games together. We love role-playing games and we love talking about them. And each and every week, we talk about the latest news, games that we would go deep on, and much, much more. This past week, we went really hard on two games. We went hard on the brand new announcement, of Dragon Age Dreadwolf, as well as the brand new trailer for Final Fantasy 16. We talked about both at length, so if you are at all interested in those, please check it out. We often also stretch the meaning of RPG. We talk about a lot of games on that show, so if you like roundtable discussions about video games, that is really our best show for that consistently on the network. 99 Potions, the premier RPG podcast. Okay, we're back from a little bit of a break. I want to thank Diego and Paul for, of course, talking to me about the big announcements from this week. I want to clean up a little bit, talk to you about some of the other things that were announced so you are up and at them with all of the latest information. So let's start with Jeff's big show, Summer Game Fest 2022. It was a star-studded affair. The Rock showed up. So did Troy Baker. We'll get to that. Uh, of course, like we said, uh, we got a new we got new footage from Guile uh, on in Street Fighter Six. He's got a little bit of a beard. Plays very familiarly. If you know a Guile, you've seen a Guile. 
Uh, I kind of like this new thing in Street Fighter Six where everybody is wearing essentially what appears to be fight ready gear. No one is wearing something that feels deeply inappropriate or too like on the nose. So Guile kind of looks like just a dude now. I think I think we might see some backlash on it because it doesn't have like a ton of like identity to it, I suppose. Like it was always uh, very noticeable to see him in fatigues and a green tank top fighting. But now everyone's kind of in the streetwear. I don't know. I think it's an interesting departure. Anyway, that's not important. What's important is that Street Fighter six is coming out. Guile, he's got a little bit of a beard and he plays like you would expect Guile to play. Uh, Street Fighter six looks great, though. Everything I'm seeing uh, from that looks uh, very, very interesting. Uh, we saw a new uh, game in the Aliens franchise called Dark Descent. Uh, it's an overhead game. It's coming to PC and consoles in 2023. Uh, we did get another longer look at the Callisto Protocol. Director Glenn Schofield, Glenn Schofield showed up on stage to uh, talk about the game uh, and also do his best impression of Tony Soprano. Um, and uh, the, the stomp is back. So if you're familiar with Dead Space... There's uh, the stomp and also the uh, you know the life bar on the back. Anyway, Callisto Protocol looks great. A lot of uh, old uh, Dead Space devs on that one, and it really shows. <laughs> so if you like squishy body horror, uh, that game does look very very cool. Um, we saw a a long 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 uh, uh, gameplay trailer for uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two. Uh, the uh, level they showed was that frigate level, very familiar, uh, very familiar territory if you've played the original uh, Modern Warfare Two. Obviously, with all the ongoing Activision Blizzard stuff, we don't really cover a whole lot of Activision stuff in earnest uh, for reasons that should be apparent to you. But if they're not, I'll just tell you anyway. They're in the midst of a lot of labor problems and lawsuits. And Bobby Kotick is obviously kind of a dweeb that sucks and is still in charge there. So, yeah, we just don't talk about those a lot. If you like the way Call of Duty looks, then you'll probably like the new Call of Duty. <laughs> I've got like nothing to say about that. Anyway, uh, Flashback, very old school game, 30 years old, uh, is getting a sequel called Flashback 2. It, uh, it really is strange, though, because like the art direction in in technical limitations of the original flashback were like such an amazing part of of that game flashback 2 just looks like it looks like uh i don't know any sort of side scrolling technical game looks like shadow complex remember that game kind of looks like that so they've kind of lost some identity there. It's a little bit weird. Uh, we talked about Witchfire in uh, the roundtable. That game looks pretty cool. You can wishlist it right now on Steam if you wish. Uh, Fort Solace is one of those games that looked an awful lot like Callisto Protocol and Dead Space. It takes place in space. All right. I'm so sorry to these games that are coming out one right after the other uh, because... Yeah, it's wild. Callisto Protocol is in December. Dead Space is in January. Uh, Fort Solace, I don't believe, had a uh, release date yet. Also kind of wild is Routine. We talked about this in the roundtable. That's been in development for 10 years. Uh, this game is also uh, very, very, very interesting. Um, uh, but it's kind of sad that's coming out in the glut of all this stuff. Uh, the Rock did show up and talked about Black Adam. It was very awkward. He talked about his uh, his weird energy muscle milk or whatever he he does. Um, and uh, yeah, it was kind of strange. It really felt like uh, Jeff Keeley had not seen 
the video that The Rock sent yet. It's just odd. Just an odd vibe. Uh, Outriders is getting an expansion called World Slayer. Uh, we saw some new stuff from Fall Guys, which is uh, uh, pretty cool. Um, we also saw earlier this week, of course, that the Sonic uh, the Sonic showcase. We saw that they're getting Sonic Tails and Knuckles outfits in Fall Guys, which is uh, very, very cool. Um, Frost Giant Games is building a new RTS called Stormgate. A lot of ex-Blizzard talent went over to form Frost Giant. Of course, uh, Blizzard makes you know, has made a lot of RTS games like StarCraft and uh they're putting their entire back into stormgate uh looks a little bit like a diablo rts honestly but uh yeah looks pretty cool if you're into that kind of thing uh some other you know indie games uh were released american arcadia i mean that's some not released revealed american arcadia replaced high water world we have some trailers for those over at fanbyte.com on our roundup uh goat simulator 3 uh got announced yes that's correct goat simulator 3 there is no goat simulator 2 that's the joke is that they just skipped two. Uh, the trailer tried to pretend that it was Dead Island 2. Remember that trailer with the guys uh, on his headphones uh, strolling by the beach and everyone's getting killed around him by zombies? Oh, well, this trailer, it's just that, but it's goats instead of uh, zombies. Uh, that is coming later this year to the Epic Game Store. Midnight Suns uh, is uh, coming out on October 7th, so that's not too terribly far from now. And also, it's uh, no longer coming to Switch at launch. It's coming to Switch at a later date. Uh, the Switch logo disappeared from the game's platforms, which is very interesting, but we learned right afterward that it's not being canceled for Switch, but it's just coming out at a later date. We saw a new trailer for Cuphead Delicious Last Course. Uh, that game, uh, that DLC for Cuphead is coming out on June 30th. Uh, we also learned, like we mentioned, that Neon White and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Shredder's Revenge are coming out on uh, June 16th. So that's amazing. Uh, got, got to see uh, another indie trailer called Midnight Flight Express, which is kind of neat. Comes out on August 23rd. You can see a trailer over at fanbyte.com. Uh, Warframe showed up and talked about the Duviri Paradox, which has been in development for quite some time. Uh, Warframe folks are very excited about this. You can read about the Duviri Paradox over on fanbyte.com in depth. We have a piece up on it right now. Um, Honkai Star Rail is a turn-based RPG from Genshin Impact dev Hoyoverse. Uh, looks like a bit of a sci-fi Genshin Impact. Uh, also, a Zenless Zone Zero. It's another uh, Hoyoverse game, uh, action-oriented rogue light element game. I uh, got a trailer. Those two are kind of like more sci-fi-y than what you would see in Genshin Impact. So if you're interested in that, you should check those out. Uh, we got to see Casey Jones show up in the new Shredder's Revenge trailer. That's amazing. Uh, I will call Casey Jones uh, every single time, unless I'm with friends, and then I will let you play Casey Jones because I'm just so giving uh humankind is a kind of a civ like game they're adding the cultures of latin america dlc pack which is very cool um also it's very weird to just see them be like hi now there are latino people in this game uh but it's coming soon to game pass so check that out a turn-based rpg uh from one piece called one piece odyssey uh was got its big debut trailer uh it's got turn-based combat looks very cool very stylized ui ux which i think is neat uh the trailer 
trailer looked pretty awesome, to be honest. So I'll definitely keep an eye out on that. And you should definitely keep an eye out on it if you are a One Piece fan. Got a new trailer for Soul Hackers 2, of course. Uh, that's the first time we've seen this with an English voice cast. So if you're into that, go check out that trailer. Uh, Capcom Arcade Stadium's got a release date of July 22nd, including a ton of games like the original Street Fighter. I saw Saturday Night Slam Masters in there. Uh, a lot of really cool old Capcom games that you can check out. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so we, we got another look at the quarry, which we talked about earlier with Diego. That game is out by the time you're listening to this. So you should check it out. Uh, the demo for the saints row character creator was also announced. You can go get that right now and play with it. The demo is free on play as PlayStation four, five Xbox one, Xbox series, X and S and PC. Also, we have a big comprehensive review of what we found with our time with that creator, uh, before it's launch over at fanbyte.com right now. I think you should go check it out. Uh, the war, new Warhammer game, Dark Tide, got a trailer. Looks pretty neat. Lots of uh, blood and guts, as you might expect. Okay, Bloober Team did unveil Layers of Fears. That is called, that is correct, Layers of Fears. It is the third title in the Layers of Fear series, but it's just called Layers of Fears. I don't think I really like the stuff that Team Blooper does, but if you're into those games, uh, that one looks like another one of those. Uh, we learned a little bit more about Gotham Knights, which uh, showcased uh, uh, the character Nightwing quite a bit in a trailer. OK, and uh, then the show ended with the uh, the news. Well, kind of news. It was leaked earlier that day, but you know, news to a lot of people uh, that The Last of Us Part One is a brand new a rebuild of The Last of Us. A PlayStation 3 game that, of course, was remastered for PlayStation 4 is now being rebuilt for PlayStation 5. Troy Baker and Ashley Johnson showed up to talk about the, the show on HBO, uh, which they are now in, apparently. Uh, they're not reply, reprising their roles as Joel and Ellie, of course. If those are different actors that play them in the show. Uh, but they are going to be in the show. And they also stopped by to talk about the, the, uh, the, 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 the new remake. And um, so did Neil Druckmann. And uh, I'll just a quick aside. I just the, the vibes of The Last of Us folks talking about The Last of Us. It's not my not my jam, honestly. They, they kind of act like no other video games have ever been made. It's weird. I know a lot of people like those games and it's cool. I think they're kind of depressing and that's OK. That's kind of the point. But the way this team talks about the games. It's very odd to me. Off-putting. Uh, but they, they spent like 20 minutes talking about it, too. It was kind of an odd into the show. But if you're into that, then uh, that's probably some exciting information for you. Uh, let's move on. Let's move on, because that's not the only thing we saw. We also saw an announcement of Cozy Grove 2. That's right. Spry Fox, just independently of any of these big showcases, decided to announce that they are making a sequel to Cozy Grove called Cozy Grove 2. You might be wondering, well, why are they making a, a sequel to this game when they could just add to it? Well, it's because they want to basically just add a lot of things that might actually change the overall feel of the game. Uh, it gives it, it, The studio says, quote, it will give us a chance to take the large amount of time that we need to, direct, to address the remaining technical issues that make expanding Cozy Grove too difficult, while also giving us a chance to do the work that will be necessary to delight all of you with new content and hopefully bring new people into our community as well. So basically, they want to add more stuff to the game that would actually fundamentally change it, and that's why they're doing Cozy Grove 2, which uh, is great news for Danielle Randu. 
uh, who loves that game very much, but I know a lot of people like that game. It's very cool. Um, we also had Day of the Devs. That's the thing that Double Fine puts on every year. And it's a showcase of usually uh, big indie projects that are coming out. And honestly, there were a lot of bangers in this one. We alluded to it earlier. There's a game called Time Flies. You play as a fly. And it's about the fleeting nature of life. I mean, doesn't that sound great? It's coming out sometime in 2023 for PlayStation, Switch, and PC. Uh, we got Planet of Lana, a 2D side-scroller puzzle game, which looks really pretty. I really like the art style of this one. Looks a little bit like Flashback. Looks a little bit more. Uh, looks a little bit like Ori, uh, which is very cool. It's hitting Xbox and PC later this year. We talked about Choo Choo Charles already. The trailer says early 2022. I think it was a mistake. It was either supposed to say early 2023 or it's just an old thing. We still don't know what that means, actually, but it looks very cool. A, a killer spider train is running after you. It looks great. Uh, Escape Academy, which we talked about with Ash Pierish a few weeks ago, uh, got a nice trailer. It's coming to PC, PlayStation and Xbox on July 14th and will be a Game Pass game at launch. Uh, a little to the left is basically an organizing game, which is very cute uh, PC and Switch. Of course, we talked about Bear and Breakfast. There's a, uh, a thorough write-up of that game over on fanby.com. It's coming out on PC and Switch on July 26th. Uh, we also talked about Animal Well earlier, which looks very, very cool. I think the lighting effects uh, with the pixel art makes this game really stand out. You should definitely take a look at it. Uh, I like the way this game looks a lot. No date, no time frame, no nothing, but it looks great. Uh, Nyad, also something Paul talked about. It's top-down kind of swimming game. Uh, it's, uh, it's about nature and urbanization, and, you know, that could get a little heavy-handed. But you know what? It looks really great. I'll, I'm definitely going to check it out. Uh, Roots of Pacha is a Stardew Valley-looking game uh, that is all over the place. It was at the IGN showcase. It was at Day of the Devs. Uh, they're making sure that you know about this game. Uh, it's got a demo on Steam right now if you want to check it out. Uh, Us Two Games, the folks that made Monument Valley, they've got a new game coming out called Desta, The Memories Between. It's being built from the ground up as a multi-platform game, and the devs showed it off on Switch at the presentation. We talked about Scheme, uh, which uh, was the little shadow jumping game. I think this game mechanically looks the most interesting out of anything we saw. We have a detailed write-up over on fanbyte.com. I talked about Frog, uh, Fox and Frog Travelers, the demon of Adashino Island. I really like the way this game looks. I'm definitely going to check that out. Uh, but it'll be a while. It'll be coming out in, quote, in a few years. So we have some time. Another Japanese indie they showed was Goodbye World. It's, of course, mother-inspired. Why not? Uh, uh, and also, it's so dedicated to invoking the SNES and GBA titles that it uh, even renders in a resolution close to those consoles. Very cool. It's going to be out on PC later this year. Birth is a, uh, a game from solo developer Madison Carr about moving to a new city and living alone. It's uh, kind of a neat little, uh, like, I don't know, just clicky, clicky clicky little diorama game. It looks very interesting. I love the art style. Very hand-drawn. It's coming out in the fall of 2022. How to Say Goodbye. The player character has died, struggling to accept their death. Your little ghost with glasses. Looks pretty interesting. Comes to Steam later this year. We also have a more thorough write-up of it over on fanbyte.com. And the uh, Day of the Devs ended with a game called Little Nemo and the Guardians of Slumberland. Uh, there's no reason why a, a, an extant person in the year 2022 would know that Little Nemo used to be a 
uh, early 20th century American comic strip and then later a children's cartoon. But there was also a Capcom game from the NES era that was actually quite good. And uh, this game reminds me of that a little bit, but with a much more, I'll just say it, kind of a flash looking art style. Uh, but it's it looks pretty neat. So I will probably check that out since I played a lot of the NES game wild, huh? Uh, we talked about the Devolver Digital stuff. There wasn't a ton in that one. Of course, we talked about Cult of the Lamb. That looks great. Uh, that comes out on August 11th to PC, PlayStation 4, 5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X and S. It's a roguelite. Uh, it's also coming to Switch. I don't think I said that. Uh, Anger Foot is a uh, 3D hotline Miami is basically what Stephen Strom called it. Uh, very cool first person perspective uh, looking hyper violent pop neon game it's coming out in uh 2023 to pc the plucky squire we mentioned it already coming uh to pc nintendo switch ps5 and xbox series x and s next year probably my favorite trailer of the entire week you should definitely go check this out it looks amazing kind of looks like a uh, legend of zelda link between worlds but also some 3d stuff very cool and they rounded out the showcase with skate story which we talked about in depth it's been in development for a while coming to pc in 2023 let's talk about the netflix geeked week we talked a little bit or we will talk a little bit about uh, dragon age absolution which is a new dragon uh, age game i'll talk about that in uh my next section. Uh, we also uh, got a trailer for Tekken Bloodline. It's a Netflix anime. Uh, we got Hextech Mayhem and Moonlighter. Those are uh, two mobile indie games coming uh, that Netflix is is going to produce, which is cool. Folks, there were a million announcements on Netflix Geek Week. You can check them all out on fanbyte.com. Funky Joseph did a great roundup for us. So I won't go through all of those. But I will say another Castlevania shows in the works is called Castlevania Nocturne. It's uh, it's focusing on Richter, this one. So if you like those Castlevania uh, series, you, you might be very interested in that. Also, Sonic Prime is the upcoming 3D Netflix show. It's got the multiverse in it, which is a little bit sad, but it's also got Big the Cat in it. So get excited about that because Big the fucking cat is here. Um, really the other major news from the Netflix stuff is they're making games. Like you should know that by now they're, they've been talking about it, but, uh, they, they're going to heavily brand the games that they're making a lot of stuff for mobile, uh, but also stuff for traditional consoles and PC. So that's pretty interesting. And they look like, you know, the stuff they've grabbed so far looks, uh, looks pretty neat. So Yeah. Um, let's move on from big announcements and showcases and things like that to an older game. Fallout 76 is apparently a game that was plagued by a troubling development cycle, according to a very lengthy report by Kotaku, which talked about the, uh, the state of the team after that game came out, uh, in the article points out that multiple workers in the QA field would only find relief if they were entirely removed from the Fallout 76 team and put into another project. Uh, this quote really stood out to us. Quote, two former testers recounted that one of their colleagues said that in a QA group chat after leaving the project, I didn't cry last night when I was taking a shower. Another said in the same chat, I pulled into work today and I sat in my car for a second and my chest didn't feel heavy like it normally does, end quote. So Fallout 76 is, of course, a uh, 
big game for Bethesda. It was a multiplayer enabled uh, entry in the Fallout series. It was supposed to be a really, really big deal for them. Um, it has found a, a uh, an interesting amount of success. You see little pockets of people doing interesting things in that game, but you know its concurrent player levels are never really setting the world on fire. Uh, but there are a lot of issues with that. I, I fully suggest you go read the entire Kotaku report. It's really good. We also have some snippets over at fanbyte.com. I think the most damning thing that uh, sources were telling Kotaku were things about bathroom snitches, basically these people that would follow people taking breaks into bathrooms, making sure that they were actually using the bathroom instead of, you know, just taking a break uh, from the work and not working for a moment. Um, a lot of really bad stuff in this report. So please check it out. It's disturbing stuff, but it's important to uh, always shed light on these stories. And Kotaku did some great reporting there. I'm uh, recording this on a Friday afternoon, and we just got word from Bloomberg in a report that uh, God of War Ragnarok is slated to come out in November of this year, 2022. Rumors running rampant about the very little we've actually seen of this game, uh, that this game could be pushed uh, you know, because a lot of AAA games that are have been announced in that space have been also pushed to 2023, like Starfield, like Redfall, like a bunch of other games that we, we know about already. We kind of expect this one to do the same, but apparently it won't. It'll be uh, coming out in November of 2022. So let's keep an eye on that. We don't know if we'll get any sort of official announcement on that this coming week because we just had the Sony state of play and nothing was mentioned then. So we, we may not know officially until a little bit later, but that is a uh, report that is circulating right now as of Friday afternoon. And I'll, uh, I'll just end this segment with a, a, a reminder that you should go to fanbyte.com and read Imran Khan's amazing report about an unannounced 1-2-Switch sequel. Uh, it's tentatively called Everybody's 1-2-Switch, and some of the details in that piece are amazing and must be seen to be believed. You should go read it right now over at fanbyte.com. It's called The Wild Story Behind Nintendo's Unannounced 1-2-Switch Sequel. It's probably my favorite thing that we posted this week, and uh, I think you should definitely check it out. Uh, let's, uh, let's go ahead and get you ready for what's coming up this week. A lot of bangers coming out. Okay, we uh, we've obviously heard a lot of big announcements of things that are coming out eventually, but we also learned about some stuff that's coming out like around the corner, like this coming week. And that's added to the slate of stuff that's coming out this week. So let's get you caught up, because in terms of volume, this week is out of control. Uh, so right now we've got Neon White. This is a game I'm super excited about. We talked about it earlier in the roundtable. That's been Esposito's new joint. That is coming to Switch in PC on June 16th. Grab that one. The demo was amazing. It was some of the most fun I've had with a game in a long time. I think I'm going to call it now. That's going to be on my top 10 list for the year. Definitely pick that up. Uh, Red Out 2 is coming to basically everything under the sun. PlayStation 5, 4, Xbox Series X, Xbox One, Switch, and PC on June 16th. Starship Troopers Terran Command is coming to PC on June 16th. Uh, and then... I am so excited about this one. In particular, it is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge coming to PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC on June 16th. So circle your calendars. 
Red Out 2 and Starship Troopers, they might be for you. That's great. But for me, that's Neon White, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Shredder's Revenge, both in one day. It is unbelievable how excited I am for those two games. Dot uh, Emu did amazing stuff with Streets of Rage 4. It's one of my favorite games from the past few years. Uh, and Shredder's Revenge looks so great. I'm very excited about that. Uh, Fall Guys. Hey, uh, that's that's coming to PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X and S, Xbox One, and Switch for free on June 21st. It's now free to play. There are a lot of really exciting updates for that game coming up, including a course creator, uh, which I'm very excited about because I think the courses in the game get a little stale after a while. Uh, but I'm super excited about that. So Fall Guys might pick that back up and start playing it again. Uh, also on June 21st, the Shadowrun Trilogy. That is a great collection on PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, Xbox Series X and S, Xbox One, and Switch. And then Wreckfest. Yeah, baby, Wreckfest. It's coming to Switch on June 21st. We have Deliver Us the Moon coming to PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X and S also on June 23rd. That uh, that game is already out on uh, PC, uh, but you can get it now on those consoles. Sonic Origins, that is a collection of uh, Sonic, old older Sonic games, like Sonic, Sonic 2, Sonic & Knuckles, Sonic 3, uh, for PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, Xbox Series X and S, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Uh, that game looks great. In terms of Sonic right now, that's looking like your best bet. Sonic Frontiers is looking a little rough right now, but Sonic Origins looks pretty cool. It's got, got a bit of a Sonic Mania uh, museum treatment to it, so that's exciting. Uh, and then uh, three uh, three big releases uh, coming to uh, uh, consoles and PC on June 24th. We've got Fire Emblem Warriors Three Hopes. Yes, that is a Musuo game coming to Switch on June 24th. Uh, it is kind of this uh, uh, cool, like, what if uh, with the Fire Emblem uh, Three Houses crew. Uh, we'll definitely have some coverage of that. We've gotten some early access to that, so we'll have some impressions and thoughts and probably some guides uh, this coming week. We've got Madison. That is a horror game. We just saw a lot of that from the uh, IGN showcase. That's PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, Xbox Series X and S, uh, PC, and Nintendo Switch. Uh, and then finally, the Capcom Fighting Collection, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Uh, wow. I'm so excited about that one, too, because it's the return of Darkstalkers and uh, some other uh, really lost games that uh, Capcom has not really uh, done a lot with in a long time. But that'll be a nice collection to add to your library this coming week. That's a ton, y'all. Um, and and also, I've got this breaking news. We've got the, uh, like I said, Shredder's Revenge. That is going to be an Xbox, Xbox Game Pass joint on day one. So June 16th, go grab that on Xbox Game Pass if you've got an Xbox and you've got Xbox Game Pass. We will know more by, by this time next week. Uh, probably as you're listening to this, we already know because this airs on Sunday. And of course, uh, on Sunday, June 12th, the Xbox and Bethesda showcase happened. They probably announced a million things for a Game Pass. So go look at uh, fanbyte.com for news there uh, because by this time next week, uh, that'll be a little bit old news, but we'll still hit it. Uh, and there will be probably a lot more stuff added to Xbox Game Pass. Also, don't forget it. Uh, if you uh, if you're it's I believe June 13th. So that is Monday of this week. You should 
Uh, you should maybe check out the PlayStation Plus. It's brand new. It's got three tiers. If you recall, if you want to get Stray uh, for free for no extra cost, you can be a high tier PS Plus member uh, when that game comes out on July 19th. Okay, and you know what? Honestly, if that's not enough, and that's a ton for one week, um, the Netflix Geeked uh, uh, showcase wrapped up with their gaming stuff this week. Um, and Point P, yeah, Point P, P-O-I-N-P-Y, is a brand new game from the folks that made Downwell, and you can get it right now on iOS. Netflix is making that joint. It's basically another vertical scrolling game. You're bouncing up instead of going down. It looks very good, and honestly, Downwell is still one of the only mobile games I consistently fire up and play. I don't play a lot of mobile games. I've been dabbling with Diablo Mortal a little bit. Of course, I haven't spent any money on that yet, um, but I also play Downwell still, and so Point P is a brand new game. You can get it right now, and I'm definitely going to download that because uh, they make very good mobile games, so check that out. So This week is absolutely flush with a ton of video games. Uh, I have still not caught up with Obi-Wan on the streaming side. I need to do that. Uh, I have still not finished the last couple episodes of Stranger Things. I still need to do that. Lots of stuff to catch up on on that front. Uh, but uh, there's a ton of streaming news. Uh, there's a new Dragon Age show coming out uh, for Netflix. Um, uh, that'll be this year at some point, uh, which they, they made a, a big show of because obviously the, the game is far away. Ah. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, um, lots of stuff to come out this week. I'm super excited about a lot of it. Uh, you, there'll definitely be coverage and maybe even a review podcast of some of the games I mentioned. So stay tuned for all of that. That is going to do it for this week's show. I want to thank my two guests, Diego Arguello and Paul Tamayo, for stopping by. If you want to find Diego, you can find his writing all over fanbyte.com, of course, but also over on Twitter at Diego Arguello 66. That is Diego Arguello, A-R-G-U-E-L-L-O 66. Uh, he's a good follow there on Twitter. Uh, very, very, very good. Uh, Paul Tamayo can be found at Polymayo. He's also the producer of other podcasts on this very network which you can find over at fanbyte.com slash podcasts. There are a lot of good ones on there that you should check out. Uh, I can be found over at floppy adult on Twitter today. The day this airs June 12th is my dad's 70th birthday. Happy birthday, dad. I uh, just want to say I get a lot of uh, my media consumption qualities actually from my mom, but I just want to give a quick shot to things that my dad gave me. I love Bonnie Raitt. I still love Bonnie Raitt. I love listening to Bonnie Raitt. Like I listened to it in your Mitsubishi when I was a kid. Uh, and I like sports. I get that from you. So thanks, Dad. I, you know, I, I I love talking about stuff that, that I get from my parents. And yeah, Dad, you're awesome. You gave me sports and Bonnie Raitt and, you know, emotional music. My mom doesn't really like emotional music. She likes rock and roll shit that she doesn't cry about but my dad likes that emotional stuff i get that from him so happy birthday dad don't think that i don't get any sort of media consumption habits from you i did and they're some of my favorites hope you're having a good one 
Uh, that's going to do it for this week's show. Like I said, uh, it is hot game summer, 2022. Um, I, I, we're having a grand old time covering everything. There's a ton of coverage over at fanbyte.com. We're going to be talking about stuff all across our podcasts, uh, over the next few weeks. So please, like I said, fanbyte.com slash podcasts is the best place to find everything. Uh, okay, folks until next week, you're welcome. Thank you.